All right, this is going to be short because I kind of cut my my own legs off. Um, Bro, last night on the 520 Collective podcast, we stepped in it. And not in a totally bad way. We had Bryson Gray on to talk about this beef between him and John Keith from Indie Tribe. And before that, I was uh, I got a message from Eric and he said, oh, man, they're talking about it on Ruslan's show. And I'm like, ah, geez, Ruslan's involved. But I remember seeing Ruslan in the chat at um, um, Bryson's Instagram stream. So, you know, you kind of have to expect it. Now, Ruslan's real interesting because he he's. I guess you could call him a journalist. Not really. He's more. He's a podcast host, and he is very serious about his position in Christian hip hop media space. So if there is an event, he will be there somehow. He will know about it. He will talk about it. He he will be around. He has the the freedom and the free time and the resources to make sure that if there's something going on in popular hip-hop spaces. He's around and somehow involved. And apparently, that's what happened. Because by by having John Keefe on his show, he had um, access and opportunity to make an appearance on our show, which was not supposed to happen. I'm like, because John, John Keefe was using Ruslan's equipment to make an appearance on the show. Um, uh, DJ Lawson found, opened the door for that. He was there to moderate. Um, we've had DJ Lawson found on the show before, and over time I've come to trust him a lot more. Uh, that was like the first thing I said to him when he showed up. was like, bro, I love you. Um, and and I, you know, I, had to t- I had to be open with him about that. And it's because I just, I don't trust a lot of CHH people. Um, I told Eric as soon as I came in, I was like, bro, whatever happens, let's just don't let Ruslan on the show. And then he was on the show. <laughs> and then he was in the chat all night. Um, he's doing his job. He's doing his job. John Keefe and Bryson Gray went back and forth um, going over each of their arguments for a little bit too long. It got to a point to where it was just like, bro, this is so dumb. And it's like, not not that they were both being dumb, but it was like, I felt like John Keefe was being very disingenuous with his arguments um, and making some of the same complaints, same kinds of arguments, same kind of complaints about Bryson, uh, same kind of assumptions, you know, but not being charitable about the fact that he was doing the same thing. So they were both kind of guilty of the same thing, but like they were approaching it differently. At one point, Bryson was pointed out that it was an illogical argument and that he didn't want to have it anymore. And I, and that was cool. I was done with that topic, the whole painted nails thing. Um, I was done at that point. I wanted to talk about something else. And we had a list of stuff that we wanted to talk to Bryson about, but then the whole thing got hijacked. Um, and then this dude named, uh, Tori came on. I cannot remember your last name right now, Tori. I'm sorry. Tori came on and he brought 
a lot of value to the conversation to the degree where I feel like I would be comfortable to have Tori take my place on the podcast anytime. So I said that on stream and I meant it. Like if, if he if he wants to be on the show and I and then I need to step back sometime, have at it, man. I I, I completely approve. Um I normally don't do a podcast about a different podcast, but it was a three hour thing and so much happened. Uh, DJ Mike LV was there. Um, I believe he's DJed for Lecrae. I think he currently DJs for Indie Tribe. Um, <clears throat> he tried to say that I was being disrespectful around the 30-minute mark, which you go ahead and listen to it yourself and see if I was being dis- disrespectful. Now, I was um, passionate and upset at the moment that he's referring to where... I'm I'm taking issue with the fact that they're calling Bryson a heretic because of his view on the Trinity. I'm not about that. I don't like Christians attacking other Christians over nuanced beliefs. Now, if he was saying that, like, so I'll like just briefly explain it. Bryson's view on the deity of Christ is very different than the traditional. Um, trinitarian and so he doesn't he's like brandon tatum they don't believe that that jesus is god and so when you hear that your eyebrows go up you're like huh and you have to hear him out because um i believe that his reasoning is sincere and authentic based on scripture i don't agree with it i think he's wrong but at the same time, I can agree that I don't have the biblical fortitude to argue against it. And there were some times where I, I kind of put that to the test because I was like, wait, I was under the assumption that this scripture meant this instead. and But I didn't know enough to fight that fight. And so that's the difference between a fight and a debate is like, I'll get back to the DJLV thing. Um that's the difference. It's like when you, when you have a disagreement about the interpretation of a scripture, you should be able to talk about that without there being as weird tension. And so I got to spar a little bit, but at the, it, you know, I went into it kind of knowing that like, I didn't have all of the answers that I was looking for. So that's something that I would have to study and maybe possibly bring up at a different time if the opportunity arises. Now, DJLV, he thought that I was being disrespectful to John because John said that he's not a pastor um, in, in talking about that whole issue. And I said, well, first, he, he, he had a belief. He, uh, Bryson asked him about his belief, and he said, what scripture do you have to back that up? And, and John stammered a little bit. He didn't have one. And he was trying to, he, he answered, he gave an answer that didn't answer the question. Bryson asked him the same question again. He he started giving a non-answer. I was like, bro, just say you don't know. Because that's where we were at. We were at the point where like Bryson was asking the question. He didn't have a biblical answer. He didn't have a scripture to back up what he was saying. And that's where, you know, just say you don't know. I did the same thing later in the podcast. I was like, I don't know. That's what you have to do. Like, don't, 
you know, and so I, it was either based on that or it was based on he was saying like, man, what did he? It was ha- just happened last night. He said he 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 was trying to excuse himself from some position about theology. And I said, bro, that's what we do. We're Christian artists. Meaning, don't go up on the platform. And I and I tried to explain this a different way later on in the in the show. I was like, you you have a platform. You cannot go out there in front of people, calling people heretics and taking strong biblical strong principled stances on things that you don't understand biblically. You you don't get to do that as a Christian artist. And I stand on that. I don't care who you are. If you go out there running your mouth about biblical issues and you don't want to take a hard stance, you need to understand the scriptures that back up what you're saying and you need to be able to explain that. That's what Peter means when he says, study and show yourself as a proof. Now, something that is surprising to me, and it's a reality, is that humanity has a short attention span and the older you get, you might get wiser over time, but you're going to forget stuff if you're not reading it regularly, especially in scripture. And these are studies that I haven't done for like 10 years, maybe more. And so I don't, I don't remember exactly how I got to those conclusions anymore. And I don't remember exactly how I studied those scriptures, which means it's time for me to go back to those scriptures and reread them and, and reinterpret and, and try to understand more clearly and that is the point of reading scripture daily, which is something that we should all be doing. But uh, I think a lot of us, at least for me, I read for narrative. I'm like, I understand the story and I don't, I, th- I think I'm done. But like for theology, it's easy to get stories mixed up after 10 years. It's easy to get, forget little details and not be able to answer specific questions. And so... That's not an issue for a pastor. That's an issue for a Christian, a Christian, a boots on the ground, normal, everyday Christian. And if you're not understanding the positions that you're taking up, that's foolishness. And that's not good enough. And so if I'm in the wrong, I'll admit to it. John's in the wrong. He was supposed to admit to it. And DJLV took issue with my tone, he said. Now, everybody who listens to me, you all know I'm an excitable person. I talk a certain way. You can take it as disrespect. And I understand because of the way that I talk, it can be interpreted that way. So I immediately said, look, okay, I'm sorry about my tone. Um, But I, I think I also said something, but I'm defending the gospel or I'm defending God's word or something like that. I'm defending the faith. Um, And I stand by that. Like, I'm not, I'm not taking back. Um, what I said, but I did apologize about my tone because I understand I can come across that way, which is another issue that I brought up later in the podcast is like, you have to be aware of how you come across to other people. A lot of people take issue with the way I say things. This is a thing that happens on my, on my everyday life. Now for, for DJ, dang, I got to memorize his name for DJ LV to be like, if you want to go there, we can go there. That was something that I had already started backing down from. And I should have rebuked him in the name of Jesus and possibly kicked him off the show. That's what should have happened. But I didn't take that route because Eric was taking over 
And whenever whenever a problem arises, I usually defer to Eric. I might argue with Eric sometimes, but I usually defer to Eric out of respect. Um, and I believe DJ Lost and Found had kind of chimed in at that moment as well. So, you know, when the moderators are there, you need to defer to the moderators out of respect for the platform. But in the future, I also need not to forget this is if somebody like, if something, it doesn't matter who, somebody like, if whoever it is. Oh, I think it was also like he said, like, who are you? And I said, I'm a podcast host. I'm nobody. Uh, I'm a co-host on a show you never heard of. Because it wasn't about, like, me being a specific person. It was as a member of the body of Christ, I'm reminding you, you're supposed to be aware of these things. You're supposed to be doing these things. And it was a very, I did take a very strong stance. Now, that was out of disappointment because that's the standard, bro, for Christians on a platform. Christians on the platform. You can't just say, I'm a podcast. I'm a rapper. I'm not a pastor. No, you're a Christian on the, pod- on the platform, publicly making statements about other Christians based on theological things. You need to be able to back that up with scripture, point blank, across the board every time. So, this goes to LV, anybody listening, whatever. If people want to come at me. People want to beat me up. People want to shoot me. People want to persecute me in any sort of way. So be it. The word, the standard that stays, it stays. You need to be about the word. So the next time I'm on a podcast and I'm asking my podcast audience to hold me accountable to this. Next time I'm on a public setting and somebody starts trying to get gangster or somebody starts trying to get violent or whatever. I need to be the first thing is rebuke them in the name of Jesus and take authority in the power of Christ. That was that should have been my first thing, and I am so disappointed in myself because that's how I was raised, man. My grandparents cast demons out of people on a regular basis. That should have been my immediate stance, but that's not my daily walk anymore. I, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the, of the devil delivery ministry lifestyle. It's a very creepy world, and um, I'm not hyper charismatic like I, you know, like I used to be. There's the bells going, so I got to wrap this up. But I should have rebuked Satan when he reared his head. And I didn't do that. And I I am sorry. And I repent. And I hope that I will do better next time that happens. Because as Christians, regardless of whatever we beefing about or debating or theology or whatever. The moment somebody starts trying to get gangster, the moment somebody starts trying to get fleshly, we should be taking authority in the spirit of Christ and, and rebuking Satan for that. Because that's what happened. That was Satan. If Jesus was there, he would have said, get behind me, Satan. And I didn't do that. I did not follow Christ's example in that way. And that's the only thing that I regret about last night. I prayed about that moment many times. And I was like, was I disrespectful? Did I was did I go too far? And like I said, based on my own standards, which I explain later in the show, I understand how I can come across. And John Keith, you need to understand how you can come across to people when you affirm men doing effeminate things, when you say the N-word, when you behave in such a way that veils darkness over the light. I, I told you guys my story about that. That was a very impactful situation in my life, and I think God broke some stuff off of me using that situation. 
DJ LV, you got to leave the hood behind or there will not be a future for you. Leave the hood behind. That's fleshly. That's demonic. That's it's over. Either die to the flesh or stay in the flesh, but you can't do both. Um, Ruzan shouldn't have been there in the first place. Bryson, I'm going to have to gather the information about the things that you and I disagreed on, and I will send that to you, or hopefully we can talk about it a different time or whatever, but... Like I said, my pushing the disagreements is in an effort to save you some trouble because I've been down the messianic Jewish road and somehow I got I got I got off of that and it, it was a lot of strife. It caused a lot of strife in my life. Um and yeah, yeah, I'll just leave it with that. Like I'm this is because I'm trying to save you the same trouble that I went through. Um who else was there? DJ Lost and Found. Thank you for being godly moderator. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Tori, um, thank you for, for, for studying. Thank you for showing yourself approved by studying. Um, thank you for being theologically minded. And stay on that road, brother. There's a guy named Mowgli. I think that was his name. Um... I don't understand his rationale for most of what he was saying. It felt like like a soft marketing that weird youth pastor speak that I always I don't like. I don't know. Something is off there and I'm not going to try to figure it out. I just you you can tell when people start using that market speak, that marketing youth pastor speak. I felt like that was some sort of coded language that I'm just not going to engage with. So, I don't know who Mowgli is, but maybe he's I think he might be a member of Indie Tribe or something. I just I don't listen to CHH like that anymore because I don't trust these guys. I don't trust that they have God's best interest in mind. I don't trust they have the fans' best interest in mind. I don't trust they have my best interest in mind. Um they they're there to eat, you know. And Matthew Matthew chapter 23, bro. Read Matthew chapter 23. Read Matthew chapter 23. Anyways, you guys heard the bells in the background. I've got good news for you, and I've got bad news for you. So let me give you the bad news first. The bad news is that uh, Robert Patterson died yesterday or today, recently. I just read it this morning. Robert Patterson died from the uh, 700 Club. That guy was a juggernaut in Christian media regardless of how you felt about his views and he could get goofy <laughs> but the guy was a juggernaut of christian media um his his quote on feminism is probably one of the best quotes i've ever heard in my life let me let me pull up let me pull up robert patterson's quote on feminism because it's worth it let me just pull this up real quick robert patterson's quote on feminism Oh, not Patterson, Pattinson. Pattinson. Wait, what? <laughs> See, Robert be saying some stuff. What I'm, I'm, I really hate. You know, I'm not gonna say that. That's that's wow. Um, that's not the quote I'm looking for. Women, Tim Patterson. Okay, they, this is not, okay, okay, hold up, um, I'm getting, 
Okay, now Robert Pattinson, I don't mean Batman when I say that. I don't mean Batman is dead. That's not the dude I'm looking at. Um, God. Pat Robertson, I'm saying his name backwards. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, Robert Patterson is fine. I mean, he's he's alive. I, don't, I won't say he's fine, but uh, Pat Robertson, Pat Robertson, jeez, from the Seven Hundred Club. I think I said that, so maybe you caught my mistake before I did. Pat Robertson's quote on feminism. Jeez. Okay, so I don't know when Pat uh, when when he said this, but this is one of the best quotes I've heard in my life. In terms of um, um, modern contemporary quotes, he says the feminist agenda. The feminist agenda is not about equal rights for women. It is about a socialist, anti-family political movement that encourages women to leave their husbands. Really, a pop-up now that encourages women to leave their husbands, kill their children, practice witchcraft, destroy capitalism, and become lesbians. Bro, that is legit one of the best quotes I've ever heard. And when I first heard it, I was like, I'm sorry, what? Say that again? But he's not wrong. So I'm going to copy that. I'm going to post that on my Substack today or on my notes over on Substack. And um, just a reminder to you guys, my social media accounts are private. So if you don't follow me, you're never going to see what I post. And that's because that's that's one to temper myself and my own personality. I don't need um I don't need to be chasing social media that's not healthy, but it's also um to keep um that's mostly to keep myself in check. I think it's it's also partially to keep people out of my life who don't belong in my life. And um this is the best I could come up with. I started doing this like three days ago. So, yeah, that that's just, I'm just throwing that out there as well. The good news is I have a job interview. Now, for those of you who remember and have been following what's going on in my life, we moved to Arkansas two months ago. We're starting our third month here. So we've been, we've been in Arkansas about two, two and a half months. And in that time, I've been, I'll just put it like this. I've been living off of savings since March. Just let this sink in. I've been living off of savings since March. I made, I think about $1,700 last month. And about $800 of that went to, um, went directly to, um, materials and shipping and stuff like that for a photography job. The rest of it went to bills and gas. Most of it went to food and groceries because that crap is so high. So I've been living off of savings and my only income has been the $1,700 that I brought in last month, which $800 so that, so it's like maybe $1,100 and that's been it. And so we've been getting, we've gotten to the bottom of the barrel. We've been scraping and, and it's because like I've been turning in applications to, I worked at a hardware store before we left, so I immediately went to a hardware store when we came here. Turned in an application. Oh, okay, blah, blah, blah. Didn't hear back. Went back. Talked to the manager. Okay, we'll call. Okay, I'm waiting for the call. You know, a little time goes by. Go back. Still haven't heard from you, man. What's going on? Oh, yeah, we're still hiring. We got a blah, blah, blah. And all, every time, the dude would say, yeah, we're still hiring, blah, blah, blah. 
they wouldn't call me back. And this isn't just a hardware store. These are like a couple of stores. So I'm like, like upset because I'm just like, dog, I need to have at least a part-time job. Um, I am tempted to go back to these stores once I get this job um, at this interview today. I'm confident that I'll get this job because um, we got, I'm going to tell you how bad it got. We had like no groceries and I was able to get some groceries and I was like, I'll get some groceries and I can go to like a food bank or something um, just to keep us afloat. But I wasn't able to do it for like a like three more days. And so on the, on the third day, so I was able to go Wednesday on Tuesday. Um, I had I had planned out all of our meals because in the RV, you can only have so much food in the RV, like like maybe a week's worth of food. You know, and that's another reason why food has been so high for us is we can't store it in the large freezer. We can't store it in quantity like we used to. Um, when I, before we left, we had like boxes of stuff that we had just bought in bulk and we, you know, you could make it easier to make meals and stuff, but we, we couldn't bring all that with us. So because we have so little storage, I have to plan out a certain number of meals. We got to our last meal before I was going to have to go grocery shopping again. And we didn't have money right now. I was like, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do here. And I'm still not just waiting on traditional jobs to call me back, but Keep in mind, I'm putting out advertisements and stuff for my business, you know, because we have a business that we run on the side or mainly that's like our main thing is our business. But like um, we're supposed to be going to other cities and stuff. So anyways, I'm, I'm branching off too much. We got to our last meal. And. I was like. You know, mad and everything, but I'm, I'm trying to keep myself in a position where I'm looking to God. Um, with trust and and not in a sinful way because like if it's got it's ultimately it's up to god whether or not somebody calls me back it's up to god whether or not somebody hires me um for my other business it's up to god whether or not anything in my life that's gonna happen it's up to god and all i I have to do what i need to do and so i was like um struggling with this so we get to the last meal and then they um dang I forgot where I was going with this anyways we got down to our last meal and I was just praying and praying and praying oh and then I um I still had the whole day I have stuff that I have to get done um I filled out a couple of more applications that day uh, for new for new avenues because I'm still waiting on this old stuff that I'm calling back old places they ain't they ain't you know they giving me all this shnishna and so I'm like okay let me go up to the courthouse I got to deliver some photos I, I have to do a photography business so I'll just say that I have to deliver some photos from my last client and I need to talk to the judge about using the pavilion in front of the courthouse. So that we can set up a photography event, and he was busy, and so he was going. He was busy, and I had been waiting for him for like two days. I'm up at the courthouse, and the judge is too busy. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have to come back. And as I'm leaving, I run into the mayor in the hallway at the courthouse, 
And he was like, hey, aren't you that guy? I thought you were going to turn in an application. And I had forgot. Like, yeah, gave me, he, the mayor, gave me an application for a specific city job. And I forgot about it because I was doing some a different job. I was already doing a job. So I was like, I, I explained it to him. I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to your office. I'll pick up a new application. And he was like, yes, do that, please. This is the mayor of the city. And so, um, and then he gave me permission to use the pavilion. And he said that he would talk to the judge. And then later the judge called me back that day. So it was like a kind of a breakthrough. It's like, I'm sitting here. I, I am stressed. I, you know, I'm not stressed. I am trying to figure things out. But I'm trying to stay godly about it. And, like, at that darkest time, we ain't got no more food. I'm finna cook my last meal. All that stuff going down. It's like, I'm, I'm running to the, I, the mayor. The judge co- finally calls me back. The mayor um, gives me permission to, for the event that we need. It's, like, it's going to be, I think, pr- very profitable for us. And he also is offering me a job. But then also another friend is uh, helping me with a, with a job. So I got two prospects in the works, and I'm very grateful. Um, the lady called me back yesterday. And this is all, you know, this is all working in our favor right now. Um, so I just, I just reach out to the church and I ask people for, for prayers, you know, stay, staying godly, having opportunities. I'm doing the best I can. That's all you can do, you know. And I'm not ashamed of that anymore. And that's the other thing is working on not being ashamed of the reality of a situation, man. Like if, if I can't make nobody call me back. And I was really upset because earlier in the week, I went and talked to this guy. Is a, There's a little restaurant right up the road from where I live. And I was like, hey, um, are you hiring? And he says, yeah, because he had a now hiring sign in the window. And he was like, yeah, we need some kitchen help. Okay, so I take the application. I bring it back. You know, I fill it out. This application ain't got nothing to do with the kitchen help job. It's like some weird office job. It's way more intense than it needs to be for kitchen help. Anyways, I take the application back to the guy. Okay, we'll let you know if something opens up. You know, we're not easy to get into. What makes you guys so, like, not, like, so difficult to get in? I don't understand. Because he just told me they need kitchen help. And then now, like, when I turn in the application, like, he's acting like he's not allowed to hire me or something. And I just, like, in the moment I was so offended, I, I was ready to take my application back. <laughs> but I didn't. Um, and that's that's the, some of the personal stuff that I've been going through. Because I'm just trying to take care of my family, man. If I gotta, if I gotta wash dishes to take care of my family, I'm gonna do that. You know, if I gotta go chop some lettuce and celery to take care of my family, I'm gonna do that. I don't care. And somebody on my Facebook page said, you know, God might be protecting you from a bad situation. And I agree with that because, you know, the interaction with that guy rubbed me the wrong way. And I'm not a man to be disrespected very, I'm not a man that, to be disrespected very much. I'll take a little disrespect out of grace. I'm, but I'm not going to take it long term. You know? So, Anyways, that's it. Uh, I got to go. I got to upload this podcast and get ready for my interview. Um, so pray for me. Keep, keep By the time you hear it, I'll be up at the office filling out a bunch of paperwork. Um, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys soon.